Welcome along to the Shoot Got Real podcast. Uh, Tom English here, and you've got Dan Parks on the line as well. How are you, Dan? Tom, I'm good, mate. I'm looking forward to first week of finals coming up. It's going to be great. We've got a lot of really, really good teams. Uh, let me start with the front runner. I think, as such, um, Gordon. They've been pretty much top of the table all season. One loss, if I remember correctly. How do you view the Stags at this point in the season? What, what do you think of them? Well, yeah, they've been hugely impressive. They their only loss was against Northern Suburbs oh, about five, four or five weeks ago now. And funnily yeah. enough, since Norse got that result, they've sort of gone off the boil. Yeah. Um, like the following week, they had Southern Districts and they. Uh, had a win, but it wasn't necessarily a convincing win. And then they um, and they've struggled the last couple of weeks. But but getting back to Gordon, Gordon have um, yeah they've been besides that blip they had against Northern Suburbs, they've been mm. they've been pretty solid all year round. There, I guess their main issue is potentially going to be scrum um, coming up against the likes of well, on the weekend. East would certainly trouble them in that department. Yeah. Um, but as we all know, Sydney University they're the they're the, they're definitely not the strongest scrum and. Uh, that's going to be a real dangerous weapon for, for them during the, the finals. But, uh, mm. yeah, Gordon, they've obviously had a great year. They've been um, – they've got some you know, quality performers there, 9 and 10. Um, you know, Harrison Goddard and Rodney Iona really steer the ship. Um, yep. And I think if you look at the draw, how it potentially might play out, they've probably got the easiest run to a grand final yeah. um, of all the teams involved. So, um, yeah, they're, they're looking pretty good, I'd say. Right, that's interesting because um, you move on. There's a team like Eastern Suburbs, and I totally did not see this coming, but they finished second. For a while there, it looked like they were going to miss the finals altogether. Then it looked like they were just going to sneak into maybe sixth, maybe fifth place. Uh, and now they finished second. And I just had a look at the schedule. They've actually won eight in a row. I didn't even realise. Been flying yeah. under the radar that much. Um, then obviously a massive win on the weekend. How, how do we view the Beasties? Well, yeah, they've... I. I've had a few conversations with Paulie during the season and um, yeah, he never really was in panic mode. He was always, I think uh, he realized he had a tough start to the season. They had West Harbour in round two. Mm. That was their win early doors, but they lost to Gordon first. Then they had another couple of losses pretty much for round three and four. And then from then on in, as you said, in amongst Dubai, they've been flawless. And, yep. um, and again, they had a big win against Northern Suburbs. Uh, yes. That was, that was crucial for them. That got them real momentum um, and that got them in around that top six area. So, yeah, they're, they're obviously, they're pretty hot at the moment. They're scoring a lot of points. Like, that was a big result last week against Randwick. So, they're going to be, um, they're, obviously, they're going to be very, very difficult. Because I think all over the park, they've got danger. Yeah. They've got a really solid, what seems to be a very solid set piece. Um, and their backs are exciting. Uh, Alex Newsom has come back and he's in really good form. So, um, yeah, no, they're certainly uh, a danger. You know, I think mm. there's, I think it's probably three teams that you could probably say now could take it out. Um, that being obviously Gordon, Eastern Suburbs, and, and City University, I'd say. Yeah, right. Um, moving on to third place, we've got. Uh, okay, this is where I have a mind. Uh, Sydney Uni, I think it is, or maybe North. Yeah. Um, either way, they're playing <laughs> out. It's Uni finished third, and North were fourth. Yeah, right. Um, uni, what, what do we think of them? Because I remember. Um, a couple of weeks ago in their penultimate game of the regular season. And I forget who it was, who they were playing. It would have been Norths. And they did win that game. But I was thinking if they lost that game, they would have had five losses. Absolutely. And five losses out of 12 games isn't that great, considering what we've seen from uni in the last couple of years. Well, that's exactly right, mate. They were certainly in trouble leading into that game. Mm. And 
Yeah, it would have been because I believe the week before they they got beaten badly by Randwick. So they were in a real spot of bother. But but the uni just have a way. And uh, we called that game the Northern Suburbs game. And, and they just absolutely, completely demolished the Northern Suburbs scrum. Yeah. And, and the game was pretty much, it was decided that way. They realised um, during that first half that if they can just keep dominating it at the scrum, they can they can put points on the board. And that's what they did. It wasn't a flash win. They got... Mm. They got two tries on the on the day, um, and they also, you know, they got two two tries from. Um, they got one intercept try, I believe, that day, and then they ended up scoring the four tries. But again, it was, it wasn't a great performance. But again, it was it was what was required. They had a good win last week against Parramatta, or the two Blues going into the final. So they're they're another team that's I would say, you, you just you just know with Uni come finals time if they're yeah. there, they're dangerous. And this year, it was a classic year. There's no home ground advantage in the finals. So it's, if you're in, you've got a mm. chance. And that's where a team like uni, because of the weapon they have in that scrum, Tom Robertson is just absolutely demolishing um, other front rowers. So um, yeah, if they can continue that um, this week against Norse, which again, you know, it was only what two weeks ago that that happened and um, come scrum time. So yeah, if it's anything like that again, then I, I, I can't see uni losing that game. No, agreed. And it's always been interesting with uni because they've always been obviously a very well-rounded team, but they've, yeah, they've got all the boxes ticked, right? But they've also been able to find, kind of find out what a team's weakness is and really, really make it count. Whether it's the scrum, whether it's you know, the forwards in general, whatever it is, just making it count and really, you know, uh, drilling home on that weakness. So it'll be really interesting to see how they go um, this weekend. When we look at Northern Suburbs, and this is, I, I rated them, you know, for most of the season. I, um, they were flying under the radar for a bit. Uh, at one point, they'd only lost, I think, one game. Then they knocked over Gordon and everyone kind of started taking them seriously. Then since then, as you mentioned, they've gone off the rails a bit. Yeah, it's a strange one because, again, I, I hadn't seen Norse play until we did the Southern Districts game up at Warringah a couple of weeks back. And yep. and even in the game, they were never... South were there, but you always sort of felt that Norse were going to win the game. And, mm. and in the end, they won convincingly. I don't think the scoreboard was probably a true reflection of the game. No. But they, they just had a way around how they were playing there. Um, they, they looked really, I thought, really sharp in attack that day. Yep. And, um, but then again, you know, then since then, they've, they've had a couple of losses. So, um, and, you know, no one, ex- I don't think anyone really expected them to, to, well, they lost badly to Sydney University. And then on the weekend, they, they lost to Warringah. Now, yep. you, you could look at that Warringah game and say, okay, on paper, it looks like a bad loss. But I think... Warringah being a very proud club that it is, they mm. had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of footballers in that club that were leaving this year. They were retiring. Yeah. So they were up for Josh Holmes and, and Sam Ward in particular, their last game. So that to me was a real emotional victory. Norse didn't really have much to play for considering they were already in the finals. Mm. So don't read too much into last week. Um, I, my concern is just is purely and simply around the scrum. Yep. And um, again, you know, with Uni's power, that's, 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 they'll, it's a pretty clear... Pretty clear where Uni's going to try and target them because yeah. it worked so successfully for them. So, well, I can, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, especially interesting because Norths really do not have that big a forward pack. So, it could, you know, it's not just about Sydney Uni's scrum being good, it's about Norths also being a bit, you know, um, maybe not quite there. Well, I think North, yeah, and, and that's what Norths have been good at. They've been good at working ways around to beat teams if their scrum hasn't been as strong or, 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 or whatever the case may be. Mm. So, I think, you know, the coaches, they will have something in place. So yep. Norse will play, I believe, when they can, a real 
open style of rugby. They've got very, very good game organisers in, um, in the nine and 10 at Norse, in particular, uh, Sinclair at 10. Uh, Nick Duffy obviously does very well at nine as well. So th- they've got some real quality in that team. As I said, mm. oh, my concern is just around the, dominate, the dominance that I think Uni could have at Scrum. Yeah, and um, just quietly, if Randwick beat Gordon, unlikely as it is, I mean, not impossible, but unlikely as it is, that makes Uni and North sudden death. So the loser is out. So, um, yeah, that would be throw a massive uh, twist Well, the uh, yeah, I was going to say absolutely. And the way the, the draw is, mm. you know, it's, it's sort of interesting because 3v4 is the first game. 1v6 is the second game. And then 2v5 is the last game. So, oh, is that correct, uh, is it? Yeah, and I think in previous years, 3v4's been the Sunday game, but they've done right. it uh, this year. So the East Eastwood game is on the Sunday. Yeah, okay, no, wow. Um, yeah, I think it's probably the you know, most interesting game, the three versus four in terms of how close it may be. And yeah, no, you're correct about, yeah, Gordon Ranwick coming next. Um, all right, um, let's move on to who have we got left? Uh, team like Eastwood. Eastwood. Yeah. Um, yeah, well... You know, until last weekend, they were looking pretty pretty sharp. And then all of a sudden, they've fallen down to fifth and they have to win or they're out. Well, yeah, I think so. And I think the, th- the thing that I like, I actually, again, we called the game last week and I was really quite impressed oh. with, um, with how the game started. After 15 minutes, they were down 19 nil, and, mm. and Gordon did not have to work at all for those scores. Yep. They, they came so easily really really poor defense at times from eastwood um but then they started to get their key players in the game they started to get Knox Mulliuffy who's been outstanding all season at 12 Pat Sio was strong um at number 8 and and these type of guys just started bit by bit to get in the game yeah um Matt Gonzalez was very very dangerous as well and and what happened was the game you could feel it shifting and it was really going in eastwood's favor and and I think in the end, they were pretty unlucky not to win that game because yeah, a right. ball went against them where there was a, a rolling ball and, and the, the reserve hooker, I think his name was Max Stewart, he came on and to me, it looked like he scored a try. Um, unfortunately, the, the officials uh, didn't rule that way and they ruled mm. that it was held up. But I think, as I said, I think they were pretty hard done by. And um, yeah, so Eastwood, if there's a team outside the top three that is a danger, I think it's definitely them because they've got, I think, the makeup of a good team. They've got a really solid scrum. Their lineout's pretty pretty solid. Yeah. And they've got some attacking threats and they've got some big carriers, as I said. The, mm, no, the they eight do. and twelve for Eastwood are danger men, especially in, in their carrying. And uh and as I said if they can start a bit better, it's gonna be hard against East. But um but that's the other thing you gotta understand like I think in games like this, East are coming off the back of scoring eighty points. Yeah. Now when you have games like that quite often you go into the next week thinking things are just going to happen. Right. That's going to be the biggest concern is that um, they can be complacent. And if they are that way against an Eastwood team who in previous years, East, East have had issues with Eastwood. Yeah. So um, it, it could be, uh, I think that, I think that's definitely the game of the round. I, I, I was going to mention that um, East, as we touched on before, won eight in a row, but their last loss was to Eastwood at Willara as well at home. So um, yeah, that adds yeah. something to the mix. Um, what I did want to say, see, that's where I think you and me differ. Obviously, you know what you're talking about. But um, I would have thought Eastwood are probably the least threatening of the teams inside the top six. You know, just the way, you know, I didn't think they, ha- they had that many threats across the ballpark. I mean, you know, as you say, there are a couple of big carriers in there. But 
the way they've kind of let themselves maybe, maybe yeah. go a little bit. Um, I, th- I think what you've yeah, I, I, and not not for, to mention for last me, week. I, I think it's more. You know, so um, I have a couple of no. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, uh, I was cutting out for a second there. Um, well, I think last week the way they kind of had a few opportunities early on and they missed out on them, and then. Um, Gordon got the same kind of opportunities 10 minutes later and capitalised on both of them. And I think we're up 14-0. But then, as you mentioned, Eastwood came back. So, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think, as I said to you, I think Eastwood have the makings of of being a danger team. Right. My concern around the likes of a North and a um, Ramwick in particular, they're, they're, they haven't finished as they've started. Their season's got, you know, hasn't, hasn't got better, mm. which is obviously the worrying sign. And to me, I just think Eastwood have been pretty solid all year, all year long and I think even as I said now I think I think it's a pretty good sign when you when you're playing against a Gordon team which had a lot to play for last week that wasn't a dead rubber of a game they needed no. to win that to win the club champs yeah uh, they won the Sarodin Shield you know he sort of held that for a long period of time so there was a lot of things on the line last week mm. and as I said Gordon were up for it and they, they got away to such a big lead and to me I, I just thought Eastwood were, were quite sharp in the way they went about their business they were patient um but with that being said, if East show the form that they've shown recently, yeah, it will be a hard day for Eastwood. But but again, my concern would be for East that they do go in slight complacency because of what's happened in recent times, especially last week. And yeah. Eastwood's a kind of team that you know, if because they're a tough team, they they play hard, they carry hard, mm. and if you you know you're you're not getting things your own way. I just think they could be in for a tough afternoon. Yeah, interesting. Uh, because, you know, you mentioned the kind of history between these two clubs. And I think last year, if memory serves, they played the week before the finals. And Eastwood might have gotten up on that occasion. And then they played in week one of the finals. And I think East might have won that. So, yeah, obviously, very... No, uh, Eastwood not a rivalry won, as such, but it's a, Yeah. Because Eastwood won, um, I remember, at Eastwood. And Eastwood won on the back of a really good scrum. Mm. I remember that game... Um, yeah, East was sort of coming back into it, but East Eastwood held on in the end. So, yeah, I, I, I again, these two teams have got great history between them. Yeah. And I think in recent time, Eastwood have got the wood or have had the wood on them. So, mm. yeah, it, it makes for a really... I think all the games are going to be good. They're going to be yeah. exciting. I just think this one will be a cracker. So, interesting. Um, Randwick, obviously, they're a team who, you know, for parts of the year, they looked absolutely... Um, um, but basically when they look good, they look good. You know, they started the year very, very strongly. A lot of people were saying we had um, Josh Holmes on the podcast. He said they looked like the real deal, um, you know, and then it just seems like they, when they look bad, they look really bad. Like, you know, when, when they're good, mm. they've got an elite back line, they're carving it up, whatever. When a team kind of exposes them up the middle, all of a sudden they look one dimensional. They look over-reliant on the backs. Um is that what you think, looking at Randwick? Um, well, I think that the funny thing with Randwick is, mm. after the Eastwood was round, I think it was round seven, and that's when that was their first loss. And they come yep. off the back of absolutely annihilating Southern Districts down at South, and they came up against Eastwood. We And they'd had 23 points conceded in six, five or six games. It was mm. something incredible, yep. like literally incredible. Could have been in six games. Mm. And they conceded 40. Two, I think that day, or forty-three points. Yeah, wow. Uh, so I think for me that was a big eye-opener because it was like they've been amazing defensively. Mm. Then all of a sudden they came up against Eastwood with a bit of attack, and Eastwood just put 
it was a big, it was a 43-41 game. So it was a yep. high scoring game. Mm. Um, but my, the point being is, is that really shocked me. And I think that's the key to Randwick. If they can sort out and get the defence in order, because when they had that big win over um, Sydney University three weeks ago, yeah. it was built on the back of some really solid early defence, which meant that they could have some ball and they scored some, they scored some lucky tries, but you could make your own luck. Mm. So, yeah, and, and to me, they, they, they did. They looked really sharp that day. And you're like, yep. wow, okay, back in it. Now, on the weekend, you saw the complete and utter worst of what Randwick can can do. And, and you know, that that's very worrying signs for obviously for any team to get beaten as they did. Yeah. But especially the finals, you know. So, um, but again, I'm sure they'll fight back. Yeah. But will it be enough to Gordon? No, I, I don't think so. So, you're the perfect person to ask for this uh, former international, all that. Um, how easy is it to bounce back after a loss like that? Well, I think what it does is quite often. I remember we, we, we I was playing with Scotland in uh, 2010, I think it was. We had a really bad loss to New Zealand. Mm. And then the following week, we bounced back and beat South Africa. Yeah. So, you know, and, 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 and if anything, it, it's sort of a strange feeling, but I, I felt that the pressure had been taken off. So once we'd had that big loss, mm. there was pressure internally, but it was more a case of, um, of, of just being worrying about us. And that's what we did. We just got our own backyard in order and we yep. won the game based on defence. Yeah, right. So for Randwick, they need to get their defence in order because yep. to me, if they're letting in more than 30 points, they're not going to win this week. That's yeah. as simple as that. They need, to, they need to defend in the ideal world, you know, under 25. And I yep. think they can score more than 25. But if they're conceding more than 30 i just don't see them winning the game yeah as you as you say they've you know scored a lot of points and few occasions but they've also conceded a few i think they had 29 yeah. point loss to north you know 27 point loss to gordon that kind of thing so yeah um interesting stuff there. and also i think um what's been good for them is having ben ben donaldson back um i think he yeah. kind of moved that moves horrocks to 12 and i don't look at horrocks as a 10 i don't know about you but i view him more as a 12, you know, especially 10 is a position where you have to be extremely specialised to the role. And I think Horitz is just better in the back line kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that frees well, him up. Yeah. Well. On that point, I think Donaldson has been, he's been very good for Randwick. He's been, mm. um, he loves playing his club rugby. He hasn't played a, a great deal of super rugby this year. So for yep. him to be back is a massive coup for, for them. Horwitz, yeah, he can play 10, 12, uh, really anywhere in the back line. And I think his preferred position is to be 12. Right. So, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure he's happy enough to be there. It takes a lot of the pressure off. When he was playing as the 10, he pretty much, I'm pretty sure he was near enough to captain. I think uh, Van Hoot might have been the captain, but he was more or less playing that role. Yeah. He was doing all the kicking, um, all the play calling. So it's a big responsibility. So I think, if anything, mm. it, it's possibly, or it should have helped his game that um, Donaldson has come back and relieved him of some of that pressure. All right, well, let's get into the official kind of tipping as such. Um, Gordon, and Ra- oh, we'll start with the first game of the round. Um, North and Uni, who do you go with? Yeah, I think Sydney Uni will win. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be... I think it'll be, it'll be close, though, won't it? Oh, I think it'll be reasonably close, but I just mm. think that... Um, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty comfortable to think that Uni will be too strong. It's finals, it's finals football. They'll, yep. They've, been, yeah, they've done that, so I think they'll, um, I think they'll win the game. And unfortunately, as I said, Norse just have not continued. They've, they showed improvement during the season, yeah. but it's always worrying when you lose two games straight leading into finals. And I think, and mm. obviously one of those was against Sydney University. So, um, 
I just think that that scrum issue is too big of a thing to overcome. So I, I'm predicting uni, and I think I think they'll win comfortably in the end. But I think it'll be um, it'll be an interesting game. But I'd say uni by about fifteen. You, you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't the same thing happen last year? Didn't they lose by something like sixty points to Sydney Uni heading into the finals last year in the second last yeah, round they, or something? They, really. they, I, I can't mm. recall, but they possibly no, right. did. Yeah, but it did you know really harm their campaign? I think. Um, Gordon and Ranwick, it's interesting. I agree with you, Sydney Uni, by the way. Um, Gordon and Ranwick, this is interesting because it's kind of first versus sixth. And normally you'd say with this game, it's you know pretty easy win for number one. But just given that what we've seen and you know from Ranwick this year, anything could happen, kind of thing. Well, yeah, obviously anything could happen. Um, mm. I think the, the beauty of Ranwick have got, they've. I think in more recent times, they haven't had great years, Randwick, and this has been a good year for them. Yep. They, were, they were on top of the competition for a period of time, mm. and then they had a bit of a mid-season slump. Yep. But then they really came back strong against Sydney Uni, and that gave them a lot of confidence. But to, the way they lost last week is, was not good, and that, it would not give them a great deal of confidence going into finals. But uh, the one thing they got in their favour is they finished sixth, they've made the finals, mm. they've got absolutely nothing to lose. So yep. they've got to put their bodies on the line, go hardcore defensively, because that's where they get, the game will be won and lost, if they can defend. Mm. Um, and obviously, they've got to be willing to score tries. We know they can score. Can they defend? Yep. I don't know if they can. I think Gordon are just, if anything, too used to winning. Mm. They're um, it's such a strong year. Um, and I wonder the impact of second grade in, for Gordon not making the finals, right. um, which means they'll, they'll, have a fresh, they'll have a fresh bench ready to go. Um, so they'll be able to bring on um, yeah, a lot of you know quality players that yeah. have missed out on ones. As I said, with reserves not making it, that, that, that might make a big difference as well. And just having that, those fresh reserves. But I still think I think Gordon will win comfortably. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'd say Gordon 20, fifteen to twenty points. Yeah, right. Um, move on to the Sunday game, and it's the TV game. You will be out there, I assume. Yeah, yeah, we're going out to the game this week. We've got yep, awesome. looking forward to the ripper. Yep, from four pm, eastern suburbs and eastwood will be keen. Um, I imagine by your earlier comments, uh, you're going with eastwood. Yeah, well, I, I predict. I do think eastwood um, will win. Sorry, east will win, but mm. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. Um, I can see it being a reasonably high-scoring game as well. As I yep. said, I think eastwood they're capable of scoring points. Um, and obviously we know Esar as well. So I think they're just pretty evenly matched. I think I think the scrum will be pretty even. I think lineouts one will be even. Mm. Um, yeah, both te- as I said, both teams have got some real strike in those teams. Eastwood play a very direct style of game. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just I, I just get the feeling it's it's going to be a really interest intriguing game. Mm. And so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see Eastwood win. Yeah. But in saying that, I do East will win, and I think. You know, it, it, within seven points, I think it'll be that top again. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, just final comments on any, any any of the teams that didn't make the top six. Do you have any thoughts on any of them? Yeah, well, uh, uh, I think obviously Southern Districts mm. at different stages during the year, they looked pretty good. They were crippled by injury. Yep. Um, they, they got some quality players down there. Todd Loudon, it's his first year with South. Yep. I think he'd be reasonably happy um but uh i know i'm actually going to the southern district's lunch tomorrow all oh, right so i'm looking forward to to that um 
But I, I think, yeah, they're, um, I think they'll be a team next year that potentially could push for a top six. Mm. Um, the, of the other teams, well, uh, you know, I don't really, yeah, of, unfortunately, Penrith and the two Blues, they haven't had their best seasons. I think it's been fabulous for Newcastle to come back in. Yeah. It was always going to be hard for, for the likes of Penrith, the Parramatta and the Hunter. Yeah. Um, in saying that, you know, they had some glimpses of, of some, um, you know, of some good weeks. Newcastle, it was good to see them get a few results. Yeah. Um, Manly and Warringah, I think they'll both be disappointed with their campaigns. Mm. Um, West Harbour's an interesting one because they, I think they started the season with real promise and great hopes, but uh, they didn't live up to it early, but they no. came home strong. They, they got, I think that, that the draw didn't help them. They had all what would appear winnable games towards the end. Yeah. And, and you actually, if you anything, you need to get those at the start of the competition just to get your confidence up. Right. So I think that's where, it, unfortunately, was, um, it didn't quite work out for West. But again, they'll be better for it. I think they'll, if they could somehow work out whatever it is they do towards the tail end of the year and put that yeah. in at the start, I think that'd be, um, you know, a completely different makeup of a team. But um, I don't think I've missed anyone out there. No, I don't think so. I think but, you've got them pretty much but I, I think for next year, I think a team like South could be the ones that yeah. um and, and maybe a manly because manly they uh they had a lot of injuries as well to key personnel no they um, did during the so if, if they can have everyone fit um and that's if you look at it the, the successful teams have generally had fit you know a fit squad yeah and that's how it's played out that you know every team gets injuries but it's all about how many you get and i think a team like um you know, in particular, Gordon, they've, yep. they've been pretty much, they've been pretty good with injuries. Insane. I know they've got a, quite a few backs out at the moment, but, um, and obviously they're, they're probably the best scrummager in Reese Brody, but hmm. um, they've still got a pretty settled team. Yeah, just quietly on um, a team like Warringah, you mentioned before they're a proud club, but um, I've said before in this podcast that I think they've got no excuses this year. Like a team like Manly consider say we had injuries, a team like South consider yep. say we only just missed out. And then, Warringah have got no injuries. They had no real key um, departures in the off-season kind of thing. Um, they were grand finalists last year. Yeah, I see, I see your point. Mm. Um, and I think last time we spoke, we were talking about the ageing squad they've got and players are coming towards the end. And, and again, that's probably not an excuse. If anything, that might lift them more. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, I, was, I must say, we, we called... Moringa earlier in the season, at least three times. Mm. And each time I, I thought they were going to, you know, cause an upset or, or have a big performance. But unfortunately, they, they just didn't, they just didn't deliver. Yeah. Um, obviously, they'd be very disappointed with that. And I, I know the coaches out there would be um, disappointed as well. But who knows what will happen next year? Because, um, yeah, a lot of their, in, uh, well, their more experienced players have retired. So, Mm. that's going to be the interesting part as to how they respond, these young players. Too easy. Um, Dan Parks going with Uni over North, Gordon over Randwick, Easts over Eastwood. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Good on you, mate. Hope you have a great weekend. Cheers, mate. Big thank you to Dan Parks for coming on the show. My name's Tom English. You've been listening to the Shoot Got Real podcast. Uh, you can get us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the usual sites. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook at Shoot Got Real. We're putting out more content next week. We'll have a new show next Friday, hopefully a handful of guests as well. Bye for now.